MailChimp presents. Say you're the head of marketing strategy for a small clothing store. You've perfected digital communication with your loyal customers, and now you want to expand into brick-and-mortar locations. But you haven't totally perfected your segmentation strategy, and double-checking the right emails are sent to the right customers just takes so much time. Intuit MailChimp can help. With Intuit MailChimp's automation and segmentation tools, personalizing each email based on individual behaviors is made easy. Intuit MailChimp allows you to share your new product launch with VIP customers who follow every release, run a targeted campaign for more seasonal buyers, and send out location-specific emails to promote your store openings among your new neighbors. They'll take care of your marketing needs so you can take care of your customers' needs. Start refining your email marketing strategy today with Intuit MailChimp, the number one email marketing and automations brand. Based on competitor brands' publicly available data on worldwide numbers of customers in 2021 and 2022. Availability of features and functionality vary by plan, which are subject to change. is listening a podcast where we ask musicians to keep a sonic diary transforming the sounds around them into a musical portrait of a particular moment and place in each episode we'll try on the ears of a different musician to find out how they listen the chaos of the streets if we're not paying attention to it maybe it's just chaos but if you open your ears that chaos becomes music that becomes beauty and what their world sounds like. I'm Elia Einhorn. I'm a musician, radio host, and DJ. And as curator for listening, I have the great privilege of bringing you insights from some of the most exciting minds in music, like Waxahachie, Vagabond, Nico Case, and today's guest, Emdu Mokhtar. Si euh, la vie me permettrait de parler à mon enfance... Euh, si if life vie... allowed me to go back and talk to my former self, what I want to say is quite simple. I would tell myself that when I'm listening, to really listen to the meaning of what people are saying, because I think complications in life arise when there's a problem in translation. Transatlantic flights. 28 hours on a bus with hardly a break, booking it over busted back roads and even no roads. The effort it takes for M. Du Mokhtar to get together to rehearse is daunting. The quartet, which weaves together the Takamba music of the Tuareg people, West African blues, and virtuosic rock god soloing, is based in Agadez, Niger. Though its lead singer-guitarist, who gives the group its name, lives a full day's drive away. And its bassist and producer, Mikey Colton, lives across the ocean in New York City. In this episode, Mikey and Emdu, assisted by his trusted French translator, Penny Campbell, discuss their extraordinary musical partnership, the prismatic beauty of Niger, and the destructive effects of colonialism. We'll get the chance to hear the group's composition and meet up afterward to discuss it. Emdu Mokhtar, Mikey Colton, 
thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Where are you joining us from? We are in New York right now before the tour, practicing and getting everything set. How did the two of you originally meet? I don't know. This guy, he followed me for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) This is our first time meeting. Um, We met when Emdu first came to New York. Before he came, I reached out to the old label and I said, if Emdu needs any help to come to the United States, I can help you. And so I introduced them to a booking agent who ended up booking the tour and coincidentally asked me to tour manage on a couple New York shows. And after one of the shows, I was driving them to the show and Emdu said, okay, you're going to play bass with us tonight. And so I borrowed a bass and he said, come on the rest of the tour, come to Niger and be my manager. Wow. That's right. Emdu, what was the experience of meeting Mikey like? Euh, ce qui m'a vraiment beaucoup impressionné, euh, c'est que Mikey est, est vraiment un de mes fans. The first thing that really impressed me about Mikey is that he was a fan of ours from the first day, you know. So that was a major first step. And then, you know, I believe he's an artist who really loves what he does, which is crucial. And we were able to travel with him for a bit and get to know him. And I realized, you know, just how incredibly clever he is and nice with us. What's your process of collaboration like? How do the two of you guys work together? Oui, euh, je veux dire, Mikey est un artiste, un bassiste vraiment professionnel dans ce qu'il fait. Ça, c'est un de un. Et du coup, c'est you know, Mikey is an incredibly professional bass player, and I think he's very talented at what he does. And on top of that, he has a passion. He loves the work uh, he's doing. And it's true that maybe he did struggle a bit at the beginning because, you know, uh, yeah, I'm Tuareg, and he was actually playing with Tinariwen in the past and helping them with their concerts. Uh, but the problem is that the music of Mdu Mokhtar is slightly different from that music. So there was a, a learning process, I would say. But because he'd been listening to the band for so long before, it was only a few details that had to be adapted. And I'm not a bass player myself, but I know what sounds I need. And he was very uh, attentive and, you know, learning fast, and he didn't really need me much in the end. Mikey, it's been a number of years that you've worked together now. I wonder, have you seen your approach to collaboration change? Perhaps you two have influenced each other? Definitely. I think it's a very rewarding thing to kind of work together with someone and share a same vision. At this point, I think Emdu and I, we see the same thing. We we hear the same thing. I know what Emdu wants. I know what he's hearing. You're on the same wavelength. Exactly. Well, I'd love to talk about your experiences with listening. Is there an early memory of hearing something or of music that resonated deeply? Uh, je m'en souviens bien que y a pas la musique que j'ai aimé um, There is a moment that I remember very clearly. It was the very first concert I saw, actually featuring Abdallah Umbadougou from Desert Rebel. And I remember he was specifically playing uh, the song Ifitalem. And I can never forget that moment because thanks to it, I became an artist. Because I could see that he was 
giving people such joy and people were screaming and dancing and he was putting a smile on their face. And I just thought, I want to become this man. And yeah, so I can say that I'm here today because of Ifi Talem. Mikey, is there a moment that stands out for you? I think maybe early childhood watching Nickelodeon was a big one. Hearing a lot of Mark Mothersbaugh and I watched a lot of Pee Wee's Playhouse as a kid. And so I think those kind of wacky sounds was like a big one for me of like, this is, this is exciting. If each of you could go back in time and tell your 10-year-old selves one thing about listening, one piece of advice, what would that be? So if life allowed me to go back and talk to my former self, uh, what I want to say is quite simple. I would tell myself that when I'm listening, to really listen to the meaning of what people are saying, because I think complications in life arise when there's a problem in translation, right, between what you understand and what the person actually said. Mikey, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Just to be open and be open to listening to to the views of other people and to people not like yourself and, and just open your arms. How does being a musician play into your daily life? Like, do you listen for or catch certain things throughout your day? For me, all the time, it's all about what's in nature and what's around me. And I, I think like reading a lot of John Cage stuff um, was a big eye opening for that. And one of the big takeaways too is like the chaos of the streets. If we're not paying attention to it, maybe it's just chaos. But if you open your ears, that chaos becomes music. That becomes beauty. Mm. What's your favorite sound? Uh, I have to say, there's no sound that I like more than the sound of prayer. Uh, you know, I really like it. I think it's a really incredible sound. I'm afraid the only one I really know is prayer from Islam, mostly because that's what I grew up with, so I can understand what's being said. And I also love the notes and the way the prayer is done. But yeah, the voice to me is like no other. Mikey, what about you? One of the um, most beautiful things that I listen to now is is the Bulgarian Women's Choir. And mm. I think it goes the same for being in West Africa. And and what I love about that is is about community, about people being together, about singing together, and about experiencing their love and sharing their love. With all that in mind, let's take a listen to the composition that Mdu Mokhtar created, and we'll meet on the other side to discuss it.
Thank you so much for this beautiful composition. Thank you for listening. Tell me, when did you all create this piece? The piece was put together late 2020, but the sounds have been collected for over six years, with most of it being on recent Niger trips. The concept of the piece is as you're taking this sonic journey from beginning to end, it's taking you through the grueling trip of traveling via bus from the capital of Niger, Niamey, to where the Tuaregs live, where Mdu is from in Agadez, Niger. So while you're on the bus, you're going through a bunch of different villages, you're going through a bunch of different ethnic groups and a bunch of different cultures along the way. You see a bunch of different uh, landscapes. And while that's happening, at some point the road disappears. And so you're just driving through the desert and it's very dangerous. Just a really messed up road, which is a very political thing that Mdu could speak about. But, you know, their bus is rocking back pretty intensely and I think it sometimes does flip. Oui, oui. Yeah, the road we're talking about is completely uh, fucked up. I used to live in, in Agadez for a while, uh, but I, I couldn't anymore because from Niamey to Agadez, it's close to 29 hours of bus. So it's crazy. And just this week, I think uh, 12 people were killed in a bus accident because the vehicle flipped. And, you know, to be honest, it shouldn't really be the government taking care of the road. Uh, it should be France, because they were using the road for over 42 years to bring in uranium, which they were extracting from the area. And more recently, the means of moving the uranium became by plane, and they completely stopped caring about taking care of the roads. If the roads were like in the U.S., and you were to go from Niamey to Agadez, it would probably only take 10 hours or less. But because the roads are so messed up, it takes so much time. And with this piece, it's kind of starts from this kind of calm to this kind of chaos, which finally ends with us sitting around in Agadez and playing music. The release. So these are recordings from Niame, from around the last place that we stayed, kind of outside of the, the main city. And all of the sounds are field recordings. So there's nothing, I didn't add anything. So these drones came from recordings that have been processed. I do take like a tiny field recorder with me, but it's sometimes easier to just pull out my phone and hit record. and. This is the best way to share music in West Africa, is with your phone. The phone is the most important thing. It's like a, having a computer. Emdu, what are we hearing here? I'm just here in my country. J'entends vraiment les bruits et l'énergie de l'Afrique. Yeah, I'm hearing my country the sounds and the energy of Africa, uh, you know, a continent with so much energy. 
And in the beginning, um, the street uh, salesperson is yelling and he's actually trying to sell uh, perfume. And he's speaking in the Hausa language. While that's happening, we're going through a Hausa area of Niger. On this journey, you go through different ethnic communities. You, you go through Daso, which is predominantly Zerma. And then you hit Tawa, which is predominantly Hausa. And then we get into Tuareg country. Yeah, so the Jarma area, it's much greener because you've got the lake nearby and the river. And then when you start going down towards the Hausa, um, there's increasingly more fields along the road. And then when you reach the Azawa, uh, you start to see camels because, you know, it's a nomad population. Then you start to reach the Air, and the desert is approaching, and the spaces get broader. You know, you could spend one or even two hours without seeing a single person, and it's suddenly very flat, almost no trees. And then you start seeing a few camels, and then, you know, people with turbans start to appear. Those voices that you hear in the back are Wodabi people. So the Wodabis are Fulani. They're nomadic people who compare themselves to birds. The men are the ones that dress very colorfully. They paint their faces and they do this uh, Garawal ceremony where they chant like this. And the idea is the men stand in like a circle and they chant and they get very big, they're very tall. They show their teeth, they open their eyes, they get into this trance, and it's the women who pick who they want to spend the night with. Yeah, so it's really nice music. It's really beautiful for me. And the Pearl people, you know, they've kept so many traditions from their ancestors. Uh, so little has changed. The Wadabi Pearl. And so when they do the Gerwal, it sounds like uh, like a church chorus. It's incredible hearing that sound. This part that we're hearing is Tende music. Tende music is the original Tuareg music. It's traditionally played only by women. They play the drums, the tende drums, and they chant. And it's incredibly beautiful. And every time we see tende music, it always brings me to tears. And we listen to it in the car, and it's like, um, it reminds me a lot of that Seinfeld episode where Elaine's boyfriend gets very quiet when his song comes on the radio. It's just like that in the van. It's, you know, we could be talking really loud. Tende music comes on, everyone stops talking and listens. So what we're hearing now is entering Egedes. You hear Abdallah Mbadagu, who is one of the best Tuareg songwriters and one of his very famous songs, 
that came on on the bus as we were entering Agadez. And then Emdu enters. Uh, just said, uh, said uh, yeah, it's just some notes that I was practicing on the guitar. Just want to mention that that's played through a Roland Cube, which is a very important amp in all of Niger, as it's battery powered and it has effects. Ah, hmm. uh, is it sometimes difficult to acquire electricity for shows and for playing electric guitar? All the time. Not sometimes, all the time. Ça c'est tous les temps. Et Having access to electricity isn't just difficult sometimes, it's always difficult. You know, and obviously it's very important. And also when we're playing, when we're doing concerts, you know, people are used to going to have picnics in the bush uh, with concerts and we want to be a little bit far away from villages, you know, being intimate with friends for concerts. So that amp is extremely useful in that case. C'est vraiment pratique, quoi. Mikey, one element that you and Emdu wanted to address in this piece was the plight of women in Niger. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how it relates to the composition? You know, I don't want to say that women in, in Africa in particular suffer like very specific uh, problems relating to violence. You know, in general, I would say that women are considered very highly in, in Africa. Um, but maybe one major problem that's happening related to modernization and also in the world is people haven't understood that, you know, women are the equals, should be the equals of men. And part of that is that they should have access to equal higher education. Uh, you know, like if they want to become doctors, for instance, or whatever life offers them. But here there's some major difficulties blocking their way, you know, because a lot of parents struggle with having sufficient funds to support their children in higher studies. And specifically uh, regarding women, if they have to move to the city to study, it's possible that some men might try to exploit them by convincing them to sleep with them and then make them pregnant. And that's something that could ruin their reputation in their parents' eyes, sadly. Um, so that makes some parents reluctant and scared to encourage higher studies. And another thing is people equally don't understand that women can also become uh, famous artists, you know, for, for similar reasons. They're afraid that they'll meet those kinds of problems in the music industry. I, I think it would be not fair to not talk about those issues as we're passing through them sonically and on this trip. song of Emdu. It's just, you know, arriving to the destination. We're sitting around and it's kind of what, what we do. We sit around, we play music, and we drink tea with friends. So I'm playing my song Caradetran, which literally means uh, three stars. 
about three stars that are surrounded by this bright light. So it's very much a childhood piece, and I composed it back in 2003. <laughs> it's beautiful. We hear some drumming there, or, or, or a percussive element. Mikey, what is that? So that's Mdu hitting his guitar. Oh, wow. The guitar in Niger, Tuareg music, you're not only playing the drone, you're playing the rhythm, you're playing the lead, and you're hitting the guitar like a drum. It's a whole band. <laughs> it's, it's a relief to, to arrive there safely. Mm. And uh, just to note, this is this is a trip that these guys take all the time. Yeah, so arriving in Agadez is always very impressive for me. It's always a moment that I've been waiting for a long time. And, you know, now Mikey has done this trip. And I'm very happy that he comes to live with me sometimes. I think it's really good for him to know uh, where we are in the local reality, you know, because sometimes throughout the world, when you say that you're Muslim, people immediately assume that you're a terrorist, right? But we are Muslims and terrorists are killing us today uh, in the bush. But the killers really don't understand religion the way it should be. So I love that Mikey traveled all the way to where we are to really see how we live, that we are also humans who love freedom and love other people and love being together. So it was a really great experience for me, uh, for him to do that. And with his presence, to really understand and see with his own eyes what's happening. What I would like people to take away from our conversation today is nothing in the world is worth more than freedom, uh, being free and being together and understanding that really equality and being able to mix with others, that's what makes life beautiful. Each person is individually very important. No one was created randomly and each person is allowed to live their life in the way that they wish to. And, you know, remember that Africa is being set on fire right now. And, you know, this is all related to extraction of materials and minerals. Uh, so leave it there, please. If you lose a car, you can just buy a new one. But when you lose a human life, it's gone forever. And to finish, everyone, please listen to music and be nice to all those around you. Mdu Mokhtar, Mikey Colton, thank you so much for this beautiful piece and for speaking with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Merci vraiment de nous avoir. Merci. I'm Elia Einhorn, and this is Listening. For another trip on the bus to Agadez, head over to the companion to this episode, Mdu Mokhtar, full composition. On the next episode... Nico Case. I think everybody should like go ask themselves what their favorite sounds are and just kind of snuggle up to them like a nice fluffy afghan or something. <laughs> Listening is an original series from Mailchimp made in partnership with Talkhouse and 3DB.
Thanks for tuning in.